It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker! Yo, man! Boom, Miss Rusty! What is up? Boom, boom, boom! Uh, and I can do a fourth one because... Uh, then I think of that song that was on all those Girls Gone Wild commercials all the time. Uh, the Venga Boys, that was what it was. And I don't know. I don't know. It might be on YouTube, so I don't want to get demonetized, except I'm not monetized on YouTube. So, uh, but I just don't want to sing that song. So, anyway, welcome to the podcast, the public access podcast here on the Quantum global broadcasting network qgbn and i am your host my name is rusty diamond and this show is on the quantum global broadcasting network along with when the gloves come off the thinking man's pro wrestling podcast say by the ben and this is it with lizzie and we're sponsored by fred ben savage as fuck stoner eats productions hardcore and comedy Hypnosis is great and sockemup.org. So there it is. It's Tuesday. I got a couple podcasts today. Got one of these and one of the other ones, the When the Gloves Come Off podcast later on today. So check that out later because this is coming out soon. So it'll probably be up by the time you look at it and get finished watching this. So everyone, Thank you for being here, and I'm going to bring on my special guest right here, right now, because it is right here and right now, and that's where you are, that's where we are, that's where I am. Special guest today, Amanda Olajars. Hello. Hello. I got it. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so good. How are you? Uh, pretty, pretty darn tootin' good, as the kids say. All the kids say it now, so I'm... I'm going to say it too. All the kids say darn tootin'. I'm hearing it. I see the TikTok videos. Just uh, nothing, nothing but darn tootin'. So that's that's how it's going. Delish. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I, okay, we were talking beforehand for a second, and you have a cat named Cat. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to... Uh, <laughs> a cat named Cat. So we got to talk about your cat first. Well, uh, if that that's okay. No, that's you. totally cool. And just full disclosure, I actually have two bangles. The oh, this is named Kitty, and her baby sister is named Cat with a K. So I have Kitty Cat. Okay, so okay, Kitty Cat. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's so yeah. Let me explain a little bit more because it is really super silly. Um, Kitty was my Christmas gift from the ex-husband way back in the day. And when we got her, like, she totally picked us. So it was like, yeah, I wanted to name her Lola. She looked like Lola. She was just like, so cute. And I'm like, Lola, I could see it. He hated it. So we called her Kitty just because it's generic. Well, 
after a couple of days, she started responding to it. So you can't like just up and change her name. So she stayed Kitty. Fast forward a little bit, we get another guy and I'm like, I am naming this one, right? So I uh, came up with a bunch of different names and the one that I decided on was Mr. Meowgi. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, but so did everybody else. And I realized you can't have a kitty, very basic and generic with a super epic named kid, right? Like you just can't. Everybody remembers Mr. Meowgi and kitty's forgotten. So that's how cat became cat. With a K though. With a K, so, yeah. Yeah. So when you're you're yelling it out and calling for uh cat, they know it's they can hear the the K part and they know it's not C A T to differentiate from everybody else who uh is just talking about a cat. This is cat with a K. The yeah. personal cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not cat, not soothing, because at the end of the day. Her Indian name is Butthole because she's a oh, okay. bear. So it's more like stern, like cat, <laughs> not cat. And, and is it turned to Butthole oh, sometimes? Yeah, she is total Butthole. And, you know, cats are clean normally. They're always licking stuff. She's always got a dirty pooper and she sticks her tail up and sticks her butt right in your face. It's beautiful. Like, oh, well, thank you for this. This is a, you know, a, a nice, Mouse or bird on the doorstep could have been okay, but uh, a dirty butthole in the face, you know, that that's cool too. You know, I mean, yeah, so I'll take a selfie with it, right? And then I'll send it out to everybody. And I'm like, I hope your day is better than the view. Right, there you go. And yeah, it can be like, uh, uh, whatever, uh, like Christmas card or whatever, you know, kind of a thing to, you know, send out for for everything and yeah you know you never know need one of those or you need a good picture or someone requests a headshot and uh, <laughs> where where has that picture those pictures made it that's the weirdest place they've made it to i mean i feel like probably just a couple of my facebook friends up until 2020 i was pretty private and then lockdown i'm like hello world so what what was that like work for you? You're in you're in. Well, no, now we're talking about buttholes, and we're talking about urine. Um, so well, ironically, ironically, I do touch butts for a living. Um, oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, I've been a massage therapist since 2007, so I do a lot of body work. Uh, I also and butts do- are part exactly like butts are so good plus they're the biggest muscle we have the most underrated but like holy cow if you have any kind of back issues you need a good glute massage it is just so beneficial and a lot of people neglect butts they're usually just smacked right or sat on or like right guarded yeah yeah we need a little uh, uh national butt appreciation day that's what i'm saying there we go yeah so then uh so for back problems let's say you got uh let's say you got a back that's kind of kind of messed up um you might have some you know uh let's just say you have some good good lower back problems a good butt massage would be a big beneficial help 
Absolutely. Like, uh, I was in chronic pain from age 15 to about 32 with low back issues. I had lordosis. So it's like scoliosis of the spine, but the lower spine curves too much. And then I had degenerative discs too. So butt massages helped a lot. But the thing that put it over the top actually was lower abdominal massages. So especially Ooh. right in between the hip bones, just on top of that pubic bone, there's so many attachments that are there. And a lot of times we're hunched over. So all of that's tightened. And once again, abs are taboo. Nobody wants to touch oh. them. But as soon as you loosen that, your pelvis doesn't tilt as much. And then your chest can open up, your shoulders relax, and therefore your back can curve naturally a little bit more. And then it helps to ease back pain so well. And so like with hernias too? Yeah, like anything, because honestly, like your body is regenerative. And that's something that a lot of people forget because we just hear about this aging process, right? However, right. it's not supposed to be like that. It's only like that because X, Y, Z reason, which, you know, conspiracy theorists insert here, <laughs> whatever you want to say, but like, oh, and, you can throw those in. I mean, let me just put this body is regenerative. You get a new body once every seven years, every single cell, every 7 trillion or however many you have is different every seven years. So we're consistently feeding ourselves stuff to make our insides a little more imbalanced instead of, you know, what makes it happy. So we're making new, worse bodies instead of being new and healthier. Like I'm, well, I say that I'm 40, but I'm really 37. I'm in the best shape of my life. Like I've not been this good since I can't remember before chronic pain, that's for sure. So before 15, um, but I, I feel like I'm doing it wrong because everybody else is like, oh, getting worse with age. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The body is literally one of the best machines on the face of the planet. Like it can do everything and anything. A, you just need a good mindset. B, you need to nourish it, not like deplete it. And a lot of things we do are like legit acid forming. We have a naturally alkaline inside. So it's like, yeah, we're consistently dumping crap into it, wondering why we're not getting good results. And it's like, hello, we just need new blinders. Yeah, I think that could be a, a little bit of a help there. Yeah, there's a lot of people and it's real easy to, yeah, just to be like, I don't know why I feel like crap all the time. And like, well, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> well, this could be part of the issue. I'm not gonna say for sure, but it, it could be a contributing factor. Yeah. And like over my 15 years of having people lay on my table being like a non-therapist therapist, hearing it all, because there's a certain level of intimacy when there's somebody naked that you just met that like you're trusting completely to touch you in like all the right ways, air quotes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, there's certain things like if you get into energy work, low back is root and sacral chakra. So that's all about safety, protection, well-being. And then um, the creativity, the sensuality, that passion, the creation. Like when you're not doing those things in your life and when you don't have them, it'll present in the physical. So a lot of times you don't, I don't even have to touch a physical body to help it relax. And like, if you don't want to get into like the spiritual sense, 
a lot of times if you just change your diet for like three days, give it 72 hours of doing all the right things, you're going to have a new body like super quick because that's how big of a difference it can make. There's so many different avenues. It's awesome. Well, yeah. And I mean, if, I mean, after 72 hours, if you're not feeling better from that, I mean, it's one of those things like, well, I could go back, but then you realize how you're feeling and all of a sudden, okay, why, why would I go back? I mean, yeah, it's okay to feel great. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with feeling great. No. And I feel like the biggest thing that I see with people, it's who am I without my pain? Who am I without anything holding me back? And that's a scary thought because a lot of us are living up to our potential, myself included. It's like, well, the only person I have to blame is me. This is terrible. Help. And I mean, it stinks. However, it's like, all right, a little bit of motivation. It's like, why don't you want uh, a life full of ease and grace? Like, it's definitely better than trauma. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't want to be sitting around all day. Uh you know, feeling, feeling crappy, uh, feeling, yeah, feeling bad about yourself. I went through that and that sucked. That, that didn't help anyone that uh, didn't help anyone around me. It didn't help me. No. Uh, I can tell you that much. And, um, yeah, I mean, it took to getting to be at a point where it's like, well, okay, I need to do something different here. This isn't working. I, you know, I'm, at that time, I was still under 40, so like, you know, it's okay, even uh, even now that I'm over, but uh, still, you know, I feel like I can still do some things, and it was, yeah, it was real easy just to be able to what was me and um, and have that quick little bit of dopamine and serotonin from your surroundings like oh i'm so sorry that happened to you that sucks uh all you know oh you could you know be doing that but and then just to yeah be able to be like oh okay well i can just feel better and i don't have to worry about this and i don't have to worry about getting any little little boost or something because i'm already feeling good mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like when i went through like the hardest time of my life and i didn't want to do anything if it wasn't for the bangle babies and me legit having to feed them because all they would do is meow, I probably would have gotten out of bed for like months on hand. It's just yep. crazy, like those little steps. And now I feed them and it's just like second nature. I'm like, wow, it's cool to see how far I've come since that point in my life. Yeah, it wasn't uh, going to feed the cats isn't something that's like, oh, this is going to be a pain in the ass to try to do this right now. And uh I'm in trouble. This is gonna and then I'll be worn out for an hour afterwards just from having to to bend over to you know put set down the water dish and um but now now I have the cats on automatic feeders, uh which I figured out uh a few years ago. I had a cat that would at like five o'clock in the morning start meowing at the door and i said you know i gotta i gotta fix this this isn't gonna this is not good there's gotta be some way to take care of this like i'm not gonna have the cat 
at five in the morning, every morning, dictating when I'm going to wake up, even though I'd wake up like at five 30, but the cat would be doing that. And then I found a, an automatic cat feeder and it go, was off like six times a day, a little bit of food, have it go off like at four o'clock in the morning. And the cat stopped, stopped doing that. But, but now I can play with the cats and, you know, run around with them and, I, you know, still, still have to get, get down and it's not, it's not the end of the world anymore. No, good job adulting smart. Like that's beautiful. Once I found out about auto feeders, I was like, oh, this is totally a game changer. Like mom and made easy. <laughs> yep. And that, and then, so it went from the automatic food dispenser to automatic water dispenser to the automatic cat box. And <laughs> nice. Yeah, so now now I have more time with the cats and it works out. I'm I'm home a lot during the day and you know I get to get to be around them a good chunk. So it's kind of kind of cool. I keep them in here, but yeah, I can I can let them go do stuff for a little bit. But so is your do you have an office elsewhere to do your where your um no, I have a home office that I see people in. However, I do a lot of stuff online these days. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty nice being able to do that. I I was a big fan of that. Uh, so you were talking about with COVID. Uh, yeah. I got to make sure where I, what I can say before I can, or I can still keep this on YouTube. Uh, I think you can say it, but you just can't really make too many claims about anything. But so you were, I mean, so, okay, you find out it's, thing, you know, uh, you can't go anywhere, I guess. You get to that part and they say, hey, you, you can't leave. Were you, are you in a city? Are you in like a me metropolitan area? Yeah, I'm in the west suburbs of Chicago. Okay. Yeah. All right just before lockdown I was actually working in the hospital so when they shut the world down we were still open for a minute um oh <laughs> yeah go ahead oh no no okay so, so you're you're in there you were in the hospital and there they say hey you uh you know you're not coming into work today and so you're <laughs> so, at, you're at home what happened was like I was uh, in the sleep lab because I'm a sleep tech at this time and oh. I was working overnight. So we were like completely segregated. And before COVID, I was working like 80 hours a week, sometimes with a four hour commute just because of X, Y, and Z. So I was praying for a break. I had no idea what the heck, you know, this was and people are talking about it. People are talking about it. I'm like, this is insane. And I had just gone through my spiritual awakening, right? Like a couple months beforehand. So it was like super intense and I'm just praying for a break. So I go into to work one day and they're making us, uh, I don't actually think that they were making us wear masks. I don't even remember. It was so long ago, but long story long, my coworker came in with a bacterial infection and that's why they shut our lab down. We didn't get shut down until after everybody else. Whoa. So if he didn't do that, we would have still had to work through everything. So I was super grateful because I got, I think it was four and a half months off and I was paid for it. So like 
my lockdown experience was a freaking blessing. I got the break I needed. I got the income I needed. I was also super grateful because I was on the same sleep schedule as everybody else on my side of the world. All of my friends, all of my family, all of like everybody. I was so like, yes, this is amazing. This is like summer break on steroids. So I had an epic lockdown experience. It was like beautiful and a half. It's really weird having uh, you work in graveyard and uh, especially if you, you know, you have people that expect like, hey, you should come to this event. Uh, it's at, you know, seven o'clock at night. Like, well, wait, no, I'm just like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to work then. You know, I can't. I can't really do anything. So yeah, like, okay. But and then, so yeah, getting back on track with everybody. And um, so wait, I want to go back one second. So you said you had a spiritual awakening right before uh the the lockdown, shutdown, yeah. whatever it was. What what was that? Oh, okay. So um <laughs> this kind of has a little background story, right? So um like I went through an epically terrible breakup it was just like the first one that I actually had where I let my guard down with emotions and we had met at work and I started doing all of the wrong things that a 20 year old should be doing and I was in my 30s but he was in his 20s and I didn't really realize all the influence. So I went through some financial disaster I almost lost my home and at the end of the day all I asked for this was this dude's attention i'm like i'm working overnight i went back to this and i said i was never going to right and here i am doing everything to get money to save my home and he's getting high and playing video games and i'm like you're not even making my lunch you're not buying me groceries you're not cleaning up no i'm like you're literally like a child like no so in my like four hour commute back and forth to work um I was driving in traffic, so not really driving. And the epiphany came to me like, Amanda, you legit told this guy and you laid it out for him. Like, there's nothing else that you could have done. And like, I truly meant that. And like, I really still believe to this day that that was true. And it just clicked. It was like, holy cow. Yeah. Uh-uh. And then I saw him as like, the child that he was acting like from like my age and I'm like oh my gosh I'm trying to have a relationship with this guy and we're on two different levels and it's just like not happening I'm like you just need to get your life together right now and everything was just like different but the same and I'm like okay this is kind of like superpower right now I don't really know how to use it but let's roll with it see what happens <laughs> And so then, yeah, I mean, I assume it was probably pretty changed after that, uh, the yeah. dynamic and, and everything. I may or may not have explored the multiverse a little not too long after that. And yeah. um, what really put me over the edge is I was reading this book called uh, A Course in Mastering Alchemy. And it was just very cool self-study, opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. And they talk about dimensions, right? And they talk about the 12th dimension being like all that is creator, like the universe, everything. So I'm exploring in the multiverse. And these things are only supposed to last like 15, 20 minutes at a time. I'm in there for two and a half hours, right? 
it was amazing so beautiful and i swear to you rusty like i made it all the way up to the 12th dimension i saw everything all at once at the same time and then like i shot back down here and i started seeing everything through everybody else's eyes at the same time and i came back and i was like this is bogus like what the Mm, blah, blah, blah. all we have to do is be nice to each other show each other respect and love that's it that's not that hard to do so this is right after I'm like Amanda you did not love yourself enough you love this guy too much and I'm like oh and I'm going okay for the record everybody that works at night deserves to be working at night for the most part because we're all weirdos in some way there's a reason we don't come out during the day or our attitudes are too nasty one or the other <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like I know a lot of cool people that work. So I, yeah, I know I, I, crazy that work overnights too. But there's um, a lot during the day too. Oh, hardcore. However, once again, being a massage therapist, I'm usually in a dark, quiet room away from everybody else. So my experience is not that of like a lot of people at Anxiety Central. Right. But so, yeah, going to work and everybody's super negative and I'm like oh how how I don't get it all we have to do is be nice so I started being nice to like everybody and it was just so weird I'm like okay this is how we change the world this is how I embrace the 12th dimension in the third this is crazy I'm fine so then you left that space and so I mean okay so you said something that should have lasted I'm I'm trying to put puzzle pieces together in my head. So something that should have lasted 15, 20 minutes lasted two hours. Yeah. Uh, acronym, dude, where's or dude, my turn. <laughs> right. That that was yeah. that was my guess. Two hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's amazing. And so I mean, you're kind of able to see through through everything, but be everything at the same time. Mm -hmm. and experience everything at the same time so i mean so that changed your whole perspective of everything not knowing that this was where you needed to be what what you needed to be and how you needed to be and the kinds of environment you need to put yourself into correct and i feel like Despite my NDE of 2016, at the end of 2019, after I had my feelings hurt, that's what I wanted to change my life after feeling something that I did not want to do for like 32 years at that point in time. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it's, uh, it's a hard one to like, for, I mean, just to grasp, but it's one of those things that's so easy to overlook and just okay, this is something that I wouldn't have thought of, but should be, should be thinking of and to be able to you know, get through and get to where you need to get to. Cause I mean, so like, what, what was after that? I mean, what was one of the first things that you changed? Ooh, I feel like I started truly to watch my words and not take everything so personally. Um, have you ever heard of Ubuntu? 
I have nuts. Okay, so I just heard about this word. I freaking love it. It's an African uh, like way of life, but it pretty much means I am because you are. Like I can't be me without you. So it takes away the individuality and it embraces community. So when I started seeing everybody else as myself at whatever age, I started helping them in a way that would be, you know, like suitably appropriate or even just like being that person to hold the door open. Or I'm a huge fan of like, I, I can't like do anything without excitement. So like the littlest things excite me like, hey, shiny something squirrel. Usually somebody's wearing something that sparks my eye. And I feel like I'm the person to compliment it. And it's genuine, but it's like, yeah doing stuff like that some people call me weird for it or like um in my sales job everybody said I love you and I had a huge problem with saying I love you like no nope, this is only for certain people now I throw it around like it's candy because at the end of the day a I want to hear it b they're like you're me they're me so I want me to hear it too and like that might be the only time that somebody actually hears it which is sad however like that was me at one point in time literally so yeah, doing that, I feel like it's just only going to help. And it really like strengthens like a bond, like anything, any kind of like little gesture. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, someone never hearing that before or not hearing it nearly enough and having someone like you just come up to them and say that. I mean, that could change all kinds of things for that person. Not even just, I mean, that day or that moment, but I mean, that can change someone's whole life. I mean, someone could be having, be in the, the middle of some fucking crisis and are, you know, and then here you are. I love you. And uh, okay. All right. This isn't that bad anymore. You know, things are looking up and. Uh, I think that's cool. That's a that's a good good way to change an experience. And um, I mean, yeah, I think it can be a, a hard thing for a lot of people to say, like you were saying, for that reason too. And just now, I don't know if it's something that I mean. So I, does everyone kind of? react the same way when you say it or are people thrown off or are there people who kind of don't or like what what are you talking about uh, or anything like that or I mean yeah there's a little bit of everything but there's usually uh an ending of a smile people may or may not say it back um depending on how like the situation is sometimes there's a hug sometimes there's a picture I mean it just all really depends Sometimes it's passing and it's like, yeah, I don't even need to see you again. You just keep going, do your thing. Like, that's why I love you. Did you say sometime there's a picture? Yeah. So what, what is, what is that? So, I mean, uh, I mean, I know what a picture is. So <laughs> a picture of what, what, what is this thing? What well, no, is like, picture? Some people are just like super into social media. I'm not that person, which is why like, it's hard for me to like do business stuff online. I'm like, oh do any of this I don't want to show off my life but people are like that it's like hey let me take a picture with you this is the random chick I met on the street that told me she loved me <laughs> like just random stuff like that. <laughs> that that's a good way to that's a good representation on the internet to be that that person and 
you know, and not a lot of people have that. So why not? Why not go there? And yeah, I mean, go, doing stuff on social media, it's it's interesting. Um, and so I think I think you said that you have a TikTok. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I got a TikTok during lockdown. Okay, and so you're you're over forty. Uh, technically 40. 37, but I go Th- by, okay, you're, you're 37. Okay. 40. You identify as 40. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So with you being 37, identifying as 40, what, what do you do on TikTok? What, what kind of, what kind of stuff is showing up? Uh, what, what are you doing on TikTok? Because I find the people who are Usually, like forty and above, there's a it's a much different game than what's what's going on when someone hears I'm on TikTok and I do TikTok stuff is usually something pretty different. All right, so back way back when during lockdown, right, I'm trolling through Facebook to to find a job, just you know whatever, see what's out there. Yeah, I come across this post that says be a cast model, like a medical cast model. Like C-A-S-T, like? Correct, C-A-S-T. And I'm like, there's no way that this could be real. Oh, no, sure, it was real. So this dude came over to my place and gave me a long leg cast. And then he told me to go on TikTok because that's what everybody was doing. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like a little girl told me to go on TikTok about two years ago. And I made one video with her and then I heard there was child porn on there. And I was like, no, delete. So then... This guy tells me to do TikTok and I'm like, sure, I got nothing else better to do. I'll support whatever, right? So I go on TikTok and I was making dumb cast videos because my leg was perfectly fine, but I was in a full leg cast. So it looked like I was broken, but I really wasn't. So yeah, I was doing dumb dances and like, I was, I don't know, ballerinaing and I got paid 200 bucks cash for it. I got to sell phone calls with my cast on. I think you undersold yourself on that. You should have got paid more than $200 for that. Well, I mean, I still know the guy. He's one of my massage clients. So yeah, there's definitely rapport. I feel like I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to do it again. But it's like, that's why I have TikTok cast videos. What are you going to do? What's the next thing you're going to break? I'm not gonna break anything. Well, I'm not gonna- break, but oh. what, what are you gonna get cat? What are you gonna get a cast put on? I guess. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I had some requests for some different things. A lot of people want to see me in like a, a torso cast. I guess. Ooh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, just as long as my head isn't covered, that's fine. Right, because if your head's covered, then you can hire somebody on Fiverr to do it for you if you want. I mean. <laughs> If anyone's gonna know, it's it's Amanda here, Amanda and the cast. So, uh, and then, so okay, so you're doing cast videos. Uh, huh, it's uh, interesting. It's it's really interesting. Uh, I like it. Uh, don't get don't get me wrong. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. And so, how did they get the cast off? Did you did he come in with a saw, or did you? Well, yeah. you do one of those things like a skateboarder does or something where they like, oh, I need to go skateboard and start, you know, or getting a, 
a thing or and was it on long enough where it got you know it wasn't on for like a month or anything and you no, just no well, the lay cast i had was on for two weeks wow yeah. did it did it mess anything up with how you were walking or anything like that did it well i mean he gave me crutches i never used but i learned to like do the little hobble thing but um like i told you before i used to uh, have chronic low back pain so when i moved in my condo in 2017 i had a uh, yoga trapeze installed in my ceiling so that just oh. hanging right in my living room yeah so i could do inversion therapy and be batman <laughs> but like it elongated Ooh. my spine it helped me to get an inch and a half back in height that I lost from sitting at a computer over the years. So I was able to like Tarzan that thing and just like glide me everywhere I needed to go. But Whoa. yeah, having a cast was just like super fun. And I feel like because I couldn't like really do anything, I couldn't drive because the car I had, it was like too small. It was like just unsafe. So I was kind of like stuck for two weeks just around my neighborhood, but I'm like, I don't really want to get the bottom of the cast dirty. I can't wear shoes. So I rearranged my furniture a lot, but I did a lot of art stuff, but I had to be careful because Kitty and Cat, like they love art. They love anything. And they knew I couldn't chase them that well. <laughs> <laughs> so they got away with a little too much. <laughs> what kind of art stuff do you do? Um, I don't even know, like poor painting, a lot of abstract stuff. Uh, one of my things is to take old broken CDs and make like butterfly wings and then coat them with resin. Um, that's super fun. That's something I started doing during lockdown. And then, do you, um, do you use the, which side do you use? Do you use the, uh, the shiny, the shiny side or the other side. side with, okay. So it yeah. doesn't matter what CD it is. It could be, it could just be a bunch yeah. of blank CDs. Yeah, but you know, I try to save the environment and uh, I didn't know what to do with those. So I started breaking them, which is much harder than I thought. And I'm like, what can I do with this? And then, you know, like they're sticking out too high and then the resin, since it's plastic, it just covers everything and it makes it all nice and smooth. Plus it gives it like shiny depth too. So that. Are these hanging up in your house? Is this another shiny thing to look right at? Here. Yeah. Yeah, because the butterfly is my spirit animal of the West. So it speaks to me a lot. And for some reason, like I'm obsessed with this image. Like I'm not a real artist. I can't draw for the life of me, which is why I like the abstract stuff. Cause it's just like, yeah, it's gonna look good no matter what to somebody, <laughs> even if that's not right. me. But yeah, I feel like the CD with a little bit of glitter in each bottom is different and like the way that it peels off and like they put together like puzzle pieces. It's just really therapeutic too. And so you said that's your one of the East. What is your one of the West, your spirit uh, animal of the, uh, of the East? Yeah, East is the Phoenix. So the, the Phoenix uh, and the East and the butterfly and the West. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where where did that uh was there they come from somewhere or what how did that yeah so how I did that happen shamanism course and we did meditation on it so pretty much we go into journey and um yeah they describe the different elements of the east and then you ask the animal to present itself to you and it's usually um the first animal you see three times is your spirit animal of either that direction or that season or just in general 
So I got the Phoenix in the East, the Deer of the South, the Butterfly of the West, and the Bear of the North. And then oh. overall spirit animal is the deer. So it was like beautifully aligned. And so did you remember this or were you telling, were you like during this, were you telling your shaman or shaman teacher that this is what I'm seeing, this is what's going on? Or was it just in your head, uh, in your head, zombie, zombie, <laughs> uh, you know, something like that. Oh, one yeah. of those. No, it was part of a class. So I wasn't the only one there. So during the journey itself, nobody spoke um except for the teacher guiding us and then after we were journaling for a little bit so that we would remember everything plus you know you go back and look journaling is super important and then after we wrote everything down everybody shared and it was super cool because the one thing that we were doing he was telling us to fly somehow and there's many different things that you can do to like fly or perceive like you're flying and each and every one of us was on a horse like not an actual winged creature we were all just flying through the forest and I'm like holy cow I don't know these people this was online so I'm like this is powerful stuff there's no way that we're all making this up and I know like what I experienced like this is outrageous so I mean your horse what what does your horse what's the significance of the horse or was it just, do you, do you get into that? I feel like the horse is my power animal. Um, the, the entity that I need to connect with to remember like a lot of strength and like beauty simultaneously. And just like a lot of courage and like being majestic and like overall sense of like power, like horsepower, like let's roll, like that energetic process. Are horses something you've been around or anything like that? Oh, horses have never been my thing ever. So, <laughs> have you experienced any horses since then? Have you gone and like gone out into the country and uh, ate a lot of peaches and found some <laughs> horses and you know did something uh, with them? Gone oh. on. See Not if you connect with any? No, but ironically, one of my neighbors that I pet sit for has a barnyard horse not too far away. So I get to see a lot of her videos and pictures and stuff like that. So that's super awesome. But that's the closest connection I have to a horse. So, I mean, yeah, because now, uh, now you're thinking uh, having a horse and the cast videos. Uh, <laughs> all i need uh, is an idiot and tinfoil riding the one next to me <laughs> right and you know that that's not that's not hard to come by either <laughs> you know and you know are you I mean, if you have that full cast i mean that's the whole backstory with the horse uh that can be a whole whole lot of things with with that with the top uh the top full body or not full body but top half cast Mm -hmm. yeah the top half cast yeah uh <laughs> i don't know if i'd be willing to do that in a horse getting up one of those is hard enough without all that yeah happy. the the cast or the horse yeah, the, well obviously the horse <laughs> but the cast yeah. is heavier than i thought have you ever been in a cast besides uh besides oh. this or 
no no cast i never broke a bone in my body and i feel like one of the funnest experiences in grade school was people breaking stuff and being able to sign the cast and i never experienced that me neither it's a bunch of bullshit is what what i'm saying like we should have uh you know, then it's like when, when you get little little sleeves or something, cut them <laughs> just to put on their side by sleeve. And but now they have these 3D ones where it's uh looks like uh you know like a like a hard plastic, like a chain link fence kind of thing, uh to be able to do that so it doesn't get, you know, casty and yeah, it seems to be the new thing. I don't know how to explain it better than that. Sort of like, a, you know, lattice or whatever. Kind yeah, of. it's like, I don't know, like spongy kind of. Spongy like looking. Holy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's like holes, but it's still like a hard mm-hmm. plastic. And right. uh, so you can, if you need to like itch your arm with a pencil or something, you can, you can do that. You don't have to just try to stick it down there and only get part of it you can just kind of get in there and so i assume itching was a thing that happens with a cast you get or do you can you just turn off the itch so here's the thing about this right like if i actually had a break in my leg to warrant that kind of cast i would not be able to move on it i'd be bedridden which the itching comes from the lack of circulation in the body so because oh. I was up and moving a lot, very mobile, I never really experienced itching. It was very far and few between. Okay. And I didn't know that part about the itching that uh, that comes from lack of circulation. Yeah. Or, Is that uh, all? Most itching? Circulation or a lot of circulation. So like if you've ever sat or laid on one of those like really heated hot water beds, that will produce tingling because of all the blood circulation there. Or sometimes, you know, like if your hand gets too cold before you lose sensation, you'll start to get like that tingling pins and needles. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, water beds. Uh, <laughs> that was that was an interesting thing. I ended up with a water bed when I was maybe like 17. I think I had one for a little bit. I was oh, living yeah. in my parents' house. And it, it was pretty cool. Um, I don't know, like, you can't do it now. No places will let you have, you have to own the place to be able to, I don't know where you get a hot tub either. I don't know if there's any hot tub stores anymore, but I would have thought that would have been something that they would have worked on uh, to update that. But I, it's, well, I don't know, but I like a firm mattress though, for the most part. So having a waterbed's kind of, you know, defeats the purpose and probably not good for the back but i'm not i'm not a scientist or a a a bad expert yet so i'm saving that for the next maybe the next thing to jump to maybe be that maybe be a waterbed expert there you go yeah maybe i'm bringing it back bringing it back but so okay so you're doing TikTok videos in your in your cast. Um, so then, so like, what what else is you know for social media for your um, 
you know, your, your brand for you, for, for whatever is that, I mean, there's so much now where it can just be automated. And like, I, I know the people who are looking at my stuff. Like I, I feel like kind of a jerk, but then it's like, I can make it sound like me, but then it's, I, I go back and forth between this because I do not like doing social media stuff and I would rather do anything than that. And, but then it's something that, you know, people, and that's where, you know, that's where people go. People go to TikTok now usually to find stuff. Uh, I heard TikTok's kind of become the new Google for the, the, the kids now. And that's like, well, or, you know, they knew YouTube, but uh, so I mean, what do you do as far as being able to get your, your name out there, get your, your story out there uh, as far as, you know, doing, doing the social media thing? Yeah. So. I go back and forth with it. However, at the end of the day, I feel like social media is supposed to be and is like mine personally is just for me. So it's all the stuff that I want to put out there. And I've made my feed all the stuff that I want to see. So like anything positive, spiritual, like growth, development, awesome. But the stuff that I put out there, even in my business, I feel like it's just the stuff that I would rather see in the world. And I recently started doing a bunch of Facebook lives and they're all um, related to self-development in some kind of way or some kind of community events. Because I do do um, some things, for instance, I'm having a drum circle outside. It's gonna be a potluck and a drum circle. There's four of us that are combining forces that we're doing. So I talk about stuff like that. And then I'm also part of the Chicago veg community. So. I've been vegetarian my entire life. I finally found my people. We're having another um, beach volleyball event uh, July. So I use it to promote that. But at the same time, like there's also a lot of good stuff that comes from veganism that a lot of people don't know. For instance, like the quickest way to change and save our earth, our home is to cut back meat a little bit because animal agriculture is just like so draining for the environment. So I use it to, to do stuff like that. And then I just got into these self-help cards or, you know, like self-love, but they're different eye-opening questions. And sometimes they're really hard to answer. So oh. I feel like I use my social media to help people expand and to show off my vulnerability so that it's more of the norm. Cause I feel like at the end of the day, it's just going to help people like be more themselves, be more authentic and embrace who they are a little bit better. And there's a lot of nasty stuff out there. I know what I put out there. So I'm trying to counter it too. So I have to like sometimes go all the way around in that circle to do it. However, it's like, all right, this is cool when I do do it. Yeah. And it can be hard sometimes to just I don't know, like my social media right now is like all I see on it is what uh the podcast booking group and then like uh a Beavis and Butthead uh group that I'm in and <laughs> and that's my social media. Like I don't know, it's uh I don't know. So I, I when people, you know, it, yeah, tell me about or ask me about all these things. I don't 
I don't know. I I was into social media for a while and I was deep into it. And then I just, it was once, you know, the, uh, you know, lockdown, all that stuff happened was when I just was, I'm done. I don't, I don't need that. And, but I mean, I should be doing it, try to find a way to make it a positive way, but. It's hard. Yeah. It is hard when there's, when you know you become sort of the balance to the rest of what's happening and it's a great thing to be it's a great thing to be that balance of it and you know it's it's awesome that you can and it's i just haven't found a way i haven't found a way to do it yet so so i mean i i think yeah i haven't found a way to like do it diligently yet it's very like up and down so when i do do it it's very positive i feel like and when i don't it's like silence apparently people hate that which is why like i'm never in the algorithm either which makes it even more frustrating yeah yeah i feel like that's yeah i'm i don't know the algorithm i maybe i need to ask ask my old buddy chat gpt about the algorithm and on facebook and see what old chat GPT has for me on that one, how I can get myself back in that algorithm if I need to be there. Um, so you know who so, you're talking about when you say that, right? That's my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you have a great boyfriend. Uh, I know, he's well, so loving, isn't he? He's just always giving. Yeah, always giving, not asking for much. I do like to put uh, please and thank yous in there uh, to your boyfriend because yeah, your boyfriend does a lot does a whole bunch for me and yeah very very giving and very very nice and very informative and yeah definitely helped me find some stuff and i mean it's pretty crazy like i don't think my schooling <laughs> my schooling <laughs> Why do people go now? There's this. I mean, I I want people to learn. I want people to learn all the time. You can go to YouTube University like I went to, and uh, I turned out okay. But I mean, there's a. You really don't need to as much anymore. To I mean, ChatGPT can do it for you, real quick, and I think that me saying that there's a lot of people who are just like okay well chat gpt can do it for me i don't need to do anything not what i'm saying not what i'm saying because that can be taken that way and you know you should still always be trying to evolve and learn more things but you know i don't have any desire to learn anything about google seo or um you know, about writing a business plan or a grant letter. I don't need it. It's nothing I really need to to know to get through life. And if I have I have your boyfriend working with me, working overtime, I'm I'm going for that. That's a, that's a big help. Can I mean, yeah. Plus, it's just like super quick too. And if you rephrase the question, you could get like a completely different response. It's like legit everything that you want at your fingertips 
However, I will say that some facts definitely need to be fact-checked. However, overall, my experience with him has been fairly accurate. Yeah, there's some some fact-checking, uh, but then we can be the fact-checkers, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's okay. I'd much rather fact-check than write a whole thing. Uh, just go over it and pull out the old red, red Sharpie as... Uh, <laughs> Whatever the equivalent of the red sharpie is on the computer, I pull that out and make make a few little notes. And I let ChatGPT know, and I say, "Hey, this is great. You're doing a really good job. I'm I'm proud of you, ChatGPT. But you see this over here, not quite right. Will you make sure that you get that right in the in the future? And anything that's like that, like maybe maybe just check a few things out and." It's been nice. It's been and like for art, um, it's it's a hard thing because anything art, but then is you know derived from some other art that's already up online. But me myself, who has zero art ability, I have ideas. I'm an idea man. I can make some cool art. And I hope then that the people who are real artists can take what I'm doing, take my ideas and be able to make way cooler things and not get, because it's easy to maybe get bogged down and just not want to adapt. And there's definitely been things in my life I've not wanted to adapt to and let it pass me right by. And that's fine. But this one, uh, I think I can... I can let it let it roll a little bit, and um, and yeah, like and music. Uh, I just saw a new music thing this morning yeah. that it's it's gotten better for uh, being able to describe the, your exact kind of track you want and be able to have it produce it in you know thirty seconds, and uh, <laughs> it's just so hard. Uh, and I mean, one of the first things I did though was I wanted to. I was like, well. I should be writing a children's book and but what was the lesson and so i the first one i did and it was so hard like, to read it back and not start laughing and i wanted to do one with the moral of the story not to poop in the swimming pool for little kids and uh just like what it came up with I was like, this is so horrible and so good and exactly what i wanted and i was like you know make sure it has a bit of a because most children's books are written with a, a hypnotic tone. Uh, it's not just for, you know, it's like, oh, you know, kind of gets the kids to get tired. And, you know, ha- that's why read me a story before bed. And it's usually written in a way that's going to knock the, the kid out in a way. So, you know, make sure you, you add that in when you're writing something and just yeah, being able to do so much with it make make a lesson plan of what you're gonna do um you know have have an outline and it's just yeah i hope i hope that people can find a way to work with it and not just use that but find ways to make that better at least somewhat at least somewhat your boyfriend's great give your boyfriend my love I will absolutely because I hate to say it because especially because I'm female right but there's a lot of times that he just does stuff better than I can 
And that's just the fact of it. It's like, dang, I'm impressed. And I've been dating you for just a little bit, but keep this up. I like this. This is going to work out well. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm a little jealous of your boyfriend. So um, <laughs> he's doing, he's doing a lot of good things. He's, he's doing all right in the world. And yeah. so, yeah, We're just, uh, I don't know. He's, he's good. <laughs> he's good. He's got the tricks. He's got, you know, he's got things we don't even know how to do. And, mm-hmm. and that was another thing, like, write me a hypnosis script for this. Uh, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Like, um, like, okay, well, I have a client who likes this and this client needs to do this. Write me a script and then I can change it how I want. But I, it's just pulling out that, that red, red part and <laughs> making a few little changes. And, uh, it's mine. Cause it's my idea with the help of your boyfriend. Yeah, and I feel like it takes that like uh, uncomfortability and that self-consciousness away. It's like, all right, I know I didn't do this, but I had a part in it. This is actually really good. Like, I can say this without people like, oh my God, what did they think? Did I use the wrong word here or something like that? It just really takes the edge off. Right, and uh, I mean, I feel like that's something with, uh, we, were, we were talking earlier about the, the you know, the, TikTok videos or the YouTube short videos. Like, I don't know what is, I have that filter in me. Like, I don't know what's funny that I'm saying, or I don't know what's uh, interesting that I'm saying, or what's controversial that I'm saying. But this thing, it picks it right out and it can just, no filter, just tell you, like, this is what it is. This is why it is. This is how it'll interact with people. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. And Awesome. I'm I'm happy with that. I'm, uh, yeah. It's nice not having that that filter of I can't do this or should I do this. Mm-hmm. It's just here it is. Here you go. You can have this. And uh, you know, I say thank you, thank you for that <laughs> job. Well done. Please give yourself a pat on the back if you. However you do that, <laughs> however you give yourself a pat on the back, how do you put, give yourself a pat on the back? And ah, people uh, people can do all right with it, and it will be some some interesting interesting parts in the future. And but I mean, have you gone in and you have you asked it? how to uh, make my uh, how to make my massage experience better how can i incorporate uh, my other work with my massage work to make a more enjoyable experience for my customer have you gotten in any of that? Like, uh... no, honestly, I'm just going to be like really an ass right now, but my massage is like really good. I don't really need to up it anymore. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's like, perfect. I'm the person that's going to like climb up on top of you and find the spot that you're not going to know about. And I'm also the person that goes into the glutes and the stomach and the chest and touches the parts appropriately to help you get relief that might uh like other people might be uncomfortable with like up in the 
groin, inner thigh, hip flexors. It's just all about communication and just like relaxing. But as soon as you can loosen off, especially the attachments in like pelvic area, it's just transforming for the life. But yeah, and no, I have not used ChatPT for that. <laughs> you're, you're perfect already. And so you got, uh, I mean, so people are uh, coming in and then do they know that that's something that they would be like, they come in saying, oh, I hurt my back. Like, okay, hold up a minute. Let me, uh, I know what's, or do you, do you like, you feel around and you can feel like when there's, you know, some, you know someone's got a big knot or whatever, whatever your, uh, the proper te- terminology would be is feeling around and like, oh, this is a spot I need to work on, or you find a some spot, but it's connected to somewhere else mm-hmm. and you can, yeah, then hit that. and Yeah, so everybody comes in with some kind of quote unquote complaint or reason that they're there. So we'll briefly go over that. However, in my experience, it's not always where the pain is. Releasing that, that'll give you the most relief. It's releasing elsewhere. There's usually like a referred pain or like a counterpart because our bodies are awesome, right? And we'll compensate for it. So sometimes it's not always just about releasing the part that hurts. It's about releasing the side that's compensating as well. So like the twofer of that, like I know when I'm in pain, my focus is only on the pain. Like I can't really feel everything else. It's all just like numb, but then somebody starts touching. I'm like, Oh God, that feels so good. But yeah, no, it's just like different sensations and like knots and tightness are just more dense. So yeah, I could feel the knot in your shoulder. No, you don't have to ask about it. Yes. Everyone has it. And no, having more does not make you the best person in the world. Having tightness means that you're taking a shit job of taking care of your body. So congrats at sucking at life. (laughs) I don't actually say that. However, that's what tightness presents to me. It's like, you don't want to do the things that you're supposed to do. So here I'm legit forcing it out sometimes or just like waiting for it to give or surrender, stop resisting. And yeah, sometimes like, I don't know if you pop pimples or not, but I thoroughly enjoy it. It's like one of my favorite pastimes, like massage, like getting rid of a knot is sometimes like popping a pimple. So it's like a twofer for me, like I'm feeling it. And then like, as soon as it's going, I hear like a, oh, it's like, yeah, I got it. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, that was good. Right. They're like, how do you know? I'm like, well, I can feel it, but like, in the shoulder like let's let's put some stuff down that you don't have to like be carrying some emotional baggage that's not yours it's like yeah let's not get this again because as much as I love like <laughs> kind of hurting people and like getting the stuff out I still don't necessarily want to do the same stuff over and over again the definition of insanity and, and that was my life before lockdown I'm different now yeah so is that like holding something in place or you know like to let it go sometimes or like yeah but it's not like just like a pinpoint right. thing. like definitely not it's like using everything and like gripping too like legit getting it all because like this you can't really keep tight you can only do so much and like I loved my school it was a very holistic school my teachers were stuck with me all these years 
He's like, your job is to confuse the muscle or the soft tissue into relaxing. And I'm like, oh yeah. Well, how do you confuse somebody? Like I do it with the bangles all the time. Like you touch them here, you touch them there. You touch, they're like, wait, what, what? Shaking all over the place. It's like, I don't know what to do. So how long can you sustain that? Usually not very long. So then you relax and then everything just kind of splats out. So when uh, when when you're done for the day, because are you wanting to like? I mean, you probably don't. Then you probably don't have any parts of your body that you need to massage. You don't have like a. You can't. You don't have to like go into your shoulder and do this. But at the end of the day, because uh, it's one of those questions that, that can kind of suck at the same time as as being an interesting question um because i know some doctors don't want to be like you know or you know it's pay me for this but if someone comes up to you and says i'm having this problem do you want to help me now what do you do or do you say come to my office uh or do you are you are you excited to do it or are you like, oh, this person's trying to get something for me for free or uh, <laughs> my, my time is valuable because if you're that, you know, you're that good. But are you still, like at the end of the day, what, where is your head, I guess, for the most part? So I feel like that all depends on like the person and the situation. Because back in the day I started, I graduated from massage school when I was 20. So it's been a while. I used to feel the need to prove myself a lot. I was very self-conscious and um, like I've always been a little bit thinner. And because of that, people underestimate my strength. So it's like, I mean, yeah, no, come here. Let me give you a handshake. Come here. Let me like show you how I'm going to stick my pointy little elbow and walk my feet up the wall right into your like back. Like, let's go. But like, I know what I'm capable of. Like not a lot of people know these days that I used to train MMA and compete jujitsu. Like I know a little bit of a death grip. Like I don't need to prove that to people. Like get on my table because I feel uh, fully feel like if I can help, I'm going to. However, with that being said, like that's a very like masculine, divine masculine trait, like the action, the doing, the divine feminine is like the receiving of it. There's not a lot of people that want to receive that and just like completely relax too. So it's kind of like, all right, you're going to have to, like I pick and choose who I like give pro bono work to it's more the people who are into their divine feminine like yeah I want this help like for x y and z reason like can you do it for now like yeah cool but just to be like yeah no you're not going to get through all this I'm going to be the tightest person ever like no bro mine is bigger than yours and I keep it in my pants like you can too let me show you how there's a massage place down the street. You can go get one for 50 bucks, but yeah, not for me. In my old days, I'm way too picky. That's a good, good way to do it. And <laughs> so what do you think uh, between, uh, between MMA and massage work, body work, um, 
which one do you think has taught you a more, I don't want to say like deadly grip or, or whatever, uh, but kind of that question. Yeah, I would definitely say the jujitsu part of it for sure. The, the gi, just like knowing how to like, quote unquote, handle clothing, but have it be like the strongest way to do it with minimal effort. And I feel like it's all about like the leverage. Um, but once again, all that kind of stuff is like Eastern philosophy. So it's things that you can incorporate in your personal life too. So it's super cool. It's like, yeah, let me leverage this, which brings me back to massage. It's like, okay. And then like having the jujitsu background, like being able to like lift my leg up or know where my body weight is going to go allows me to like completely be on top of a person and not like, oh my God, I'm going to fall. It's like, no, I know how to do this. I know how to keep somebody's like arm in check. So it's not going to like pop their shoulder out. Like that's both, but I've seen it happen in jits. Sure. And so then that was kind of my next question then. So then you've been able to take some of what you've learned, the philosophies of the jujitsu into the, uh, into the, I can't think right now, the, um, the massage. And so, or at least part of it, the, like the uh, fulcrum points and stuff of that nature. Yeah. And just like overall body movements, because when you're like actively on top of another person, like rolling around and they're like trying to get you into a certain submission and you're trying to do the same, like you can actually feel like the difference. And then like having somebody lay on the table when they're completely relaxed too, it's like, all right, well, this is where this muscle is at this time, like using that in comparison. So it's like, okay, if I kind of put you in this little bit of like, more we can get your muscle to go like this we can relieve it up to here and it's like so how's your neck feeling <laughs> that's, that's, that's an interesting way to do it i like that a lot and and it, yeah be able to kind of get everyone uh, in a different way and then so so if people are gonna go for your work uh if they're gonna find you if they're in the chicago area or taking a plane uh, flight out to the Chicago area. Where are they going to find you for that? And where are they going to find you on the interwebs of things? So I'd be found online at www.amandala.coach, A-M-A-N-D-A-L-A.coach. Um, I only take massage clients as referrals. So you have to know somebody to know somebody to get a massage from me. Otherwise, it's just online coaching. Because honestly, cool. at the end of the day, I do more benefit by helping you with your mindset and up your nutrition, sleep, all things holistic for your physical body than touching the physical body. But when we're done with our stuff, I do invite you to come over to my home office for a massage because then we can really release all the physical out too. Nice. So then, I mean, you got people from wherever then can, they mm -hmm. don't have to be there. And I mean, I think that was probably the, maybe the best part of, of the lockdown was that becoming a much more acceptable form of treatment and you know prevention for a lot of people 
just being able to have because it was before it was hard to get anybody on a on a zoom call to work with there was a few people and i i only started doing it because i was working with some people who didn't want to leave their house like they had they were afraid to leave their house and so i started doing zoom and th this was 2018 2019 and pe everyone else like no i don't it's not gonna do any good and then everyone started doing zoom and it's like okay well now it's just totally acceptable and it works just as well so um so yes i mean there's no reason if you're anywhere else in the world not to be able to get a hold of amanda i mean why wouldn't you why wouldn't you she's right here and you know how to do it and so, uh, Amanda, I really enjoyed getting to talk with you today and um, get to meet you and not knowing where we're going to go, not knowing what we were going to talk about, learning about Cat and Kitty <laughs> and, and everything in between. And so, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And um, yeah, if, uh, yeah, yeah, if you're anyone out there is thinking about it, just go ahead and do it. Just get a hold of her. Just go out and, and do that. So yeah, thanks again and uh, have a good rest of your, your day here. And uh, if you see someone in Chicago who may or may not have sideswiped me and I, and I need to go to trial here uh, in a little while in September, um, you can just, you know, tell them to, uh, yeah, well, you know, maybe maybe go to trial for me or something if they want. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. We'll see what yeah. we can do for that. Okay, I, I know, <laughs> I know how it works. That that's usually how law works. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm happy we met, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll cross paths again here. Yes, thank you so much for everything, Rusty. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. We'll take care, man. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye. All right, and that's Amanda Olajars. What's up? What's up? Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast here on the QGBN, the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, with great shows such as When the Gloves Come Off, This Is It with Lizzie, Saved by the Ben, and the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. And this is brought to you by Stoner Reads Productions, Fred Ben Savage as Fuck, Hypnosis is Great, Hardcore Comedy, and sockemup.org so thank you everybody and that is the show man boom It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right? <laughs>